You'll never know if you never go. And I think that's something that we can all appreciate and bring into our lives. Everyone's experience is subjectively different because everyone is different. And when we can step out of that familiarity and go and experience for ourselves, that can lead to a huge amount of personal growth because you'll never know if you never go. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hey, all right, we're back for another episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness. It has been a very interesting weather-wise day out here in the mountains, and we have had everything from frost to rain shine to sunshine to cold and dreary rain. And now it's kind of clearing up, um, and it's damp and cold. But that's how it goes. Sometimes when you're outside, I'm just grateful I was outside watching the leaves change, mowing the lawn, enjoying the sunshine on my face for a little bit, uh, and remembering there are things that we can appreciate when you are feeling the rain on your face as well. So hope you're doing well, and thank you for being here for another episode. It's kind of funny that the first thing that popped to my mind when sharing a little bit about my day was uh, the rain shine. I think it's really, really interesting tie into what we're going to talk about today. Um, and that topic is compassion. But what I wanted to talk about rain shine to start with is that with rain shine, we get a little bit of call it both ends of the spectrum. We get the rain and perhaps some clouds because the rain's falling from somewhere. But we're also getting that rain while we're in the sun and feeling the sun on our face. So with the sun and the rain happening together, I thought, hey, that's kind of cool because I'm simultaneously appreciating the sun for all the warmth and vitamin D I'm getting and appreciating the rain for the water for the change, for the difference, for all the qualities that it's not uh, sunshine, and also for all of the ecosystem benefits of the rain, of getting into the water cycle, nourishing plants, keeping the water table high, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that got me thinking about compassion, because even though it can be a cold, low-temperature, damp day, I can still have compassion for the rain because there's nothing good or bad or right or wrong about it. It's just different from my favorite weather, which is sun. And so with that, we're going to delve into compassion and particularly navigating the current situation where there are a lot of different viewpoints and there are a lot of fairly entrenched opinions um, in a variety of different sides. And 
How can one have compassion for another's position and be in a respectful place of discussing life or discussing current events or basically discussing anything? I read, I had the idea and then read up a bit about it and then decided I was just going to share my thoughts with this because I think many people out there are navigating a whole uncharted territory of what is to be expected if you go to a grocery store, if you go to a liquor store, if you think about meeting up with friends, if you want to take a course online or in person. Um, how can how can we navigate all of those things? And especially, how can we respect and value different positions? Particularly, can you still engage with people that might have a different political opinion than you? Can you still engage with people that might have a different approach to wellness than you? Or can you not? And how or why might someone want to be compassionate, particularly in times like this? I think what people are beginning to become aware of is that there's a lot of lashing out at different viewpoints and that there's a lot of very opinionated people on all sides of all issues. We just happen to be living through an experience right now that's different from anything that most people alive have lived through with some notable exceptions. Having compassion for others starts with having compassion for ourselves and realizing that we can all learn from all experiences that we've had. And one of the, how do I want to phrase this? Yeah, one of the, somewhere along the line, you know, someone said that what heals a broken heart is time. And, you know, after enough time passes that there can be, you learn, you change, you become aware of different things, uh, you maybe meet somebody else. You know, that where, wherever we are, our perspective about anything is subjective. And even me recording this, if I were to get up tomorrow and record it, if I were to record it yesterday, it would be from a different perspective than how I'm recording it right now. So all perspectives are subjective. There have been enough experiments showing this. Uh, the classic one is, you know, light is shot through uh, slits in a paper, and uh, is it a particle or is it a wave? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the we all are. Many people now are aware that the just the mere act of something being observed can shift it. Animal behavior, if they if there is someone looking at them, changes more than if someone is not. Uh, the observer effect is a thing, and we have a very tough time. I would argue probably can't, it's probably very very improbable that we can get to an objective reality. Look no further than anything you might consume in any type of media right now. There are a whole variety of perspectives on anything from choice to word usage to pronoun usage to environmental management to changes in weather to changes in water tables to 
abnormal or unusual or previously unrecorded weather events, um, changes in weather, etc., etc. Everything is a subjective perspective. So my my suggestion would be: Can we all agree to disagree and respect other perspectives as much as we respect our own? It's kind of a big ask, it seems, in light of many of the things that are happening. But I do not want to dwell on anything less than positive because these are also exciting times because a lot of people are being put into a position where you have to grow. And in whatever way it may be, uh, you're growing. So kudos to you. And uh, if this episode is challenging to listen to, hey, kudos to you for making it all the way to the seven and a half minute mark. But compassion. How can we have compassion for others? Especially how can we have compassion for others when there is such a big focus on othering at the moment in whatever capacity that may be. So, boom. Tips for being compassion, having compassion, sharing compassion. First one, breathe. Even I notice it as I'm recording this, I am not taking the nice deep breaths that I normally do to maintain adequate oxygenation of my blood, to calm myself down, lower the heart rate, and just be grounded. So I'm going to take a couple deep breaths. And why don't you breathe along with me? Because breath is life. So just inhale to the count of four, pause for a sec, and then exhale to the count of four. We'll just do three of those. Inhale. Pause. Exhale. Inhale. Last pause. Exhale. Just breathe. If you find someone triggering, you find a situation triggering, if you find an experience triggering, that is one of the first things you can do to decompress a little bit is just to breathe. Next one I'm going to suggest and share and encourage everyone to do is be kind. We can never have someone else's experience. We can never be in someone else's subjective reality. So the best, one of the best things that we can do is simply be kind. With that being kind comes mm, another suggestion, call it, uh, and that is to operate on the basis of everyone is doing the best they can with the information and resources they have available. This can be super challenging for people to do, but suspending judgment not judging a person for what they're doing or saying, not judging yourself for what you're doing or saying or not doing or saying, and trusting that whoever you are interacting with, that person is doing the best that they can. Now, you may completely disagree with what they're saying or doing. You may have a lot of emotions come up because of what they're doing or saying, uh, my suggestion is to just be kind. And if you don't need to engage, then you can walk away. You can maintain that compassion and say, hey, cool. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Not for me. Walk away. 
The next thing we can do to share compassion or show compassion is to listen with respect. Just listen. That means shut the F up sometimes and just listen. Even that can be super triggering and super challenging for people, which is really unfortunate. But there are not a lot of people who can just sit and listen open-hearted, open-minded, and simply be there. It's just listening. It's not, oh gosh, trying to one-up somebody with a story, trying to trade stories, trying to help someone feel better, feel worse, uh, building them up, putting them down. To, to be compassionate, have compassion for others, sometimes means just listening with respect. That actually is one of the things that I was learning about when I was curious about being a suicide hotline volunteer, uh, was not to judge, not to criticize, not to praise, but to just simply listen. Because sometimes the best way we can show compassion is to just listen to someone without needing to fix it, without needing to be right, without needing to be validated, to just sit and listen. And sometimes that means saying, wow, yeah, that sucks. Food for thought. <sighs> Tied to just listening is to be present. So a little bit similar to listening, a little bit different because be present. So maybe you're having a discussion about a challenging topic in life. Maybe you're with your partner. Maybe you're with a friend. Maybe you're with someone who's just told you you're no longer friends. Maybe you're with a family member. Maybe you're with a coworker. Maybe you're with someone at the store that randomly come up to you. Who knows? But when we're sharing compassion and ha having compassion and embodying compassion for someone, we are present. We're just there. To be present, what does that mean? It means, you know, if someone's talking, you're making eye contact. You have open body language. You're there. You're giving them space. You are not messing around on your phone. You are not checking out everything else that's going on in the background. Caveat for that, unless there is some sign of imminent danger or, you know, fire alarms going off or dishes clashing or whatever. You know what I mean? You're being present. You're there listening to the person. You are not distracted. You are not looking for things to distract yourself with. You are just there 100% fully with a person. And sometimes just being present in is, is enough because the person you were with, the person you were talking to is experiencing that as compassion. Like I said, it's similar to listening with respect, but it's a, a little bit different. But in both cases, you're providing providing a safe space for someone to share their experience. And as I mentioned earlier, really, really helps to reserve from judging or criticizing or condemning or vilifying someone for whatever it is they're sharing. <clears throat> the next way to be compassionate is remembering what they tell you when you get on an airplane. When that oxygen mask comes down, put on yours first and then help others because you are of no use for people if you haven't taken care of yourself first. So being compassionate in these challenging times means taking care of yourself first, practicing your self-care routine. And that is whatever it might be. 
Do you need a bath? Is your is you know, your evening bath part of your self-care routine? Is your morning masturbation part of your self-care routine? Is going for a run in the morning? Is going for a mountain bike ride in the evening? Is walking the dog at lunchtime? Is it drawing a new little doodle every time you're uh, taking a 10-minute coffee break? Uh, is it your morning cup of coffee, morning cup of tea? Is it texting your best friend at a certain time every day? Is it playing with your kids? Whatever it might be, take care of yourself first. Practicing your self-care means that you are in a better position. You are a better way of being you to then have and share compassion for others. Oh, probably should have switched through around these two, but oh well, whatever. The next one I had on my list is to move beyond self-referencing. Now this ties into being present and listening with respect is when we're doing those things to not jump into the, oh yeah, well the similar thing happened to me here and here's what happened, so here's what you should do. But it's shifting the perspective away from how anything might affect you. So we'll throw out an example. Uh, you and your closest friend root for different sporting teams. And in the championship game, your team wins and your friend's team does not win. They lose. You can share compassion quite easily by just listening to, to what the person says because yeah, they might be quite disappointed. They might really be experiencing a lot of emotion at the time. Uh, it doesn't really serve absolutely anything, least of all compassion, to talk about how you got over the time last year when your team didn't win. Not at all useful. So take that for what it's worth. But when you are listening, when you are being compassionate, shifting the perspective away from how something affects you can really open up space and provide a... A safe space can provide um, just an openness that allows someone to be vulnerable, to share things they might not share somewhere else. So I think that's a really good deal. The last thing I had for uh, having compassion for others and being compassionate towards others uh, is remember privacy and perhaps confidentiality. Many times if we're in a situation with a friend or a family member or even some people at work and even randomly if people come up on the street and tell you their life story, because apparently people like to do that with me, to me, at me. Hmm. Just remember confidentiality and privacy. So maybe you're talking to your best friend, maybe you're talking to your sister, going through a rough time for whatever, you're having compassion. Remember, that is not your story to share. That may have been private information. That may have been confidential information. Remember that. That is important. So that was some tips, um, some ways that we can have the compassion for others. There's a couple more things that I wanted to share just from different, oh gosh, I don't know, different experiences in my life. Um, around being compassionate and or not. Um, but one of the big things that stuck out with me is once upon a time, I lived near a hard rock cafe. And at that point, they had the love all, serve all up on their door. Uh, it was on their menus. Uh, I walked by it dang near every single day. 
And, oh, actually, wait, there's two places I lived. It was like that. Crazy. Just remembered that now. Wow, time flies. But the love all serve all has really stuck with me. And that really popped into my head when I was jotting out ideas for this episode on compassion is when we are compassionate, can we love all? Can we respect all? Can we serve all? That is that is how I see compassion. Whether or not we have similar beliefs, whether or not we see similar realities, whether or not we have similar perspectives, whether or not we root for the same sports teams, can we still have compassion? Can we still see people as humans, regardless of where they are on different spectrums? The love all serve all also ties into the non-discrimination. So, you know, hey, we love everyone, we're serving everyone. That's a great way to show compassion. And that about ties up, finishes off most of the thoughts I had around this. I know from, well, I've been on a pretty significant media detox for we're going on, what is it, October? About 10 months. Um, as minimal as, I don't even, wouldn't even use necessary. It's just uh, my media consumption is very minimal right now. It has opened up and freed up a lot of space and has, in a way, fostered compassion in different levels of my life and especially opened up much more for humans, okay, sure, but for animals, for insects, for plants, for the land, for the water, for the rivers, for the oceans, for the birds, um, having compassion, seeing compassion. One of the things that struck me and jumped up at me was, you know, if seeing a coyote eating eating a small rabbit, and there's the there's a school of thought which say, oh my gosh, that's terrible, the poor rabbit was killed by the coyote. Um, there's a school of thought, thought that says, hey, Everybody's got to eat. And there's a compassionate response as well of seeing that as part of the circle and cycle of life. Um, that coyote got a rabbit. It might not have got a rabbit. It probably could have just easily got hit by a car and become food for the ravens or the turkey vultures or whomever. It's all perspective and it's all subjective. And can we have compassion for the coyote who's just doing what his innate wisdom or her innate wisdom has drawn her to do? Can we have compassion for, what did I say, the rabbit, which has given up its life to then be transferred energetically to become the energy for the coyote to continue hers? Can we have compassion for that? Can we have compassion in death as well as in the continuation of life? That was a great metaphor, simile, analogy, blanking on the correct English term. Good thing I speak English well. But it was just it was food for thought for me. And, you know, seeing seeing the different ways that we can connect with nature throughout everything in our life. Um, can we have compassion for that? Can we have compassion for places seeing more and more visitation? Or is it a bad thing? I don't know. I don't have the answers. I simply have my perspective, my subjective perspective, 
which I'm sure is slightly different than yours, though we may share many ideas and many ideals. No one has the exact same subjective reality that I have. So can I have compassion for that of having friends and acquaintances and colleagues and coworkers and family members across the spectrum of anything you can imagine? Can we have compassion and still interact? And that is my hope and wish as humans that we can have compassion for each other, regardless of external circumstances. Can we look within, look into our heart and look out and see the eyes of another human being who is having experience just like we are, just like I am. Anyways, deep thoughts, deep thoughts for today's episode. So uh, trying to think of a joke I can share and I'm completely blanking on any type of joke because it's been a while since I said something that wasn't out guiding. But I want to thank you for listening, friends. This is uh, another episode that's been one that has been on my head and in my mind for a while and getting to transfer those thoughts down to paper. And then that paper into this recording took a lot longer than I thought. But I think it's going to be useful. And as always, my hope and goal is that this inspires, educates, empowers, and helps you process things in your life, see different perspectives, and perhaps bring them into your life as well. If this episode resonated, please share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, a spouse, a partner, a child, your neighbor, the grocery store clerk. Compassion is something which we can really use a lot of today in October 2021. And it just takes a little bit. It's a, I forget what the number is, some small percentage, but small things can small changes can lead to big impacts and having compassion sharing compassion showing compassion is something that will really benefit all sentient beings at this time all right without further ado thanks so much for listening to me friends we will catch you next time on another episode of the wisdom of the wilderness <laughs> All right, friends, thank you for joining me for another episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness. I appreciate you being here and spending part of your day with me, and I hope that there has been a good experience on your end listening to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you and you know somebody who might enjoy or appreciate, uh, be inspired or empowered by it, please feel free to pass it along and drop me a review on the podcast platform of your choice that you are listening to it on. As well, I now have an email address that you can feel free to send me messages, suggestions, thoughts, guest requests, questions, whatever it might be. That address is wisdomofthewilderness at protonmail.com. That's wisdomofthewilderness, all one word, at protonmail.com. Look forward to seeing some messages and want to say hello to everyone out there from all the different countries and cities and states and counties and provinces. Thank you. It's been really cool to see where people are listening from and think a little bit about all those different experiences people are having in their day-to-day -day life. All right. Have yourselves a good one, friends. We will talk to you the next time, The Wisdom of the Wilderness. Mm-hmm. <laughs>